When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 6.30 Chad. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. The Red Sox leading the Blue Jays 10-4 in the bottom of the fourth. The Edmonton Prospects beat Melville 10-2 yesterday. Their next game is against Brooks on Wednesday. The Prospects are 19-20 on the season, but in quite a race in the West Division of the WCBL. The Prospects are in fifth, half a game out of the playoffs, and only one game out of second place. Okotoks leads the division. Lethbridge and Medicine Hat eight games back. Fort McMurray eight and a half back. And the Prospects nine games back. And they've won five in a row. So a really tight race for the Prospects. Going to finish anywhere between second and fifth in the division. Going to be in the top four to make the playoffs. Canadian Premier League yesterday. FC Edmonton losing 2-1 road game against York. So they are 1-1 in the fall season. And this gentleman's team, a big win yesterday in 3x3 basketball. Please welcome back to the show, Steve Sir. Steve, you're on with Reed. How are you doing, buddy? I'm good, thanks. How are you, man? I am doing very well. So this was the uh, Canada Quest West final you guys won? Yeah, it was a qualifier for the Saskatoon Masters tournament, which happens this weekend in Saskatoon. And uh, there were a bunch of regional qualifiers for teams in the western part of the country uh, that brought them all here to town. And um, fortunately, we were able to do what we we set out to do and and get ourselves... get ourselves a spot in this upcoming Masters tournament this weekend. So how many uh, how many teams did you have to get through this past weekend? Uh, we played six games uh, in total, three on Saturday, three on Sunday. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I think anybody who has seen 3X3 or understands uh, what, what the pace or the format is of it, it's uh, it's pretty quick and, and fast-moving. So uh, by the end of the weekend, you're, you're pretty bagged playing all those games. But um, our team, uh, we found a really good stride, and we beat a couple of really good teams out of uh, Winnipeg and Montreal to finish up the day yesterday. This is, I mean, you have ta- you and I have talked before, and it it's it's a great sport, and obviously it's in the Olympics, and I, and I want to talk about where we're headed there. Um, mm-hmm. But one one thing, and people ask me this, Steve, when they might know I, you know, and I had the Plouffe sisters on. You come on pretty regularly, and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people say, well, like, how does it work? Are they in a league? And I'm kind of like, well, no, they're like they're in tournaments. But then I kind of, I, I still sort of struggle. So explain <laughs> how the, the circuit works and how you sort of progress throughout the season. Um, it, well, it is it is a little bit complicated because it's not very similar to anything that we have going on, especially in North America. Um, the best thing I could liken it to probably for comparison's sake would be the tennis tour. Um you have a variety of major, major tournaments that you want to try and qualify for. And, and in the FIBA 3X3 system, those are called master's tournaments. So everything in FIBA 3X3 is points-based. You need to play in 
big tournaments to earn, earn maximum amount of points for your team. Since this is an act, isn't an actual league, what determines your world ranking is your points and how many points you earn at the big tournaments are what drives you up the world ranking. So with the format that they have, a uh, tournament that we played in this past weekend here in Edmonton was is called a quest tournament. So that would be a little bit lower on the rung on the ladder than it would be for a master. So it would go to quest. Then it would be moved to something called a challenger. A challenger is where they'll have a variety of teams from around the world come and play in different locations. And the top two teams will then qualify for whatever master's tournament that challenger links into. There are 10 master's tournaments throughout the 3x3 World Tour season. And then there's, I think this year, 24 or 25 challengers happening in a variety of places around the world. So it's a tough system because in order to compete in any Masters, you have to win. And you have to go to these challengers and finish in the top two. What's become interesting about 3x3 is challengers are basically mini Masters tournaments. All these tournaments are loaded with super strong teams from around the world. So if you're getting into a Masters, you definitely earned it. So with our team, this will be our third Masters that we have qualified for in Saskatoon. Um, we're looking to qualify in it for as many as we possibly can because that's where you can get the maximum amount of points for wins. And uh, in order to keep driving towards the Olympics and driving towards the top ranking in the world, you got to make sure that you get on, get on the Masters tournaments and then have a good showing once you're there. Steve, I, I was talking about this on, on the show last week, and... I I, th- I would think a lot of sports fans will really respect this because in some sports, uh, you, you know, and you talk about the Oilers or whatever, players have guaranteed contracts and they can mm-hmm. score zero goals and they're going to get their money. Yeah. Uh, this truly rewards the best teams, right? I mean, you, you want a better paycheck, you want more fame, you want more opportunity, win. I mean, I guess that, I mean, you liked it to tennis. I almost liken it a little bit to golf that way, right? Like you want, do you want to get into the better tournaments? Then very, very win true. the other ones, right? So I, I like that. I mean, it's truly, it's truly performance-based. Very true. I, I think golf's an excellent comparison to read. Um, you know, when people hear the the larger scope of what goes into 3x3, when people say, oh, I heard that the, the total prize money <clears throat> over the course of these tournaments is over a million dollars. That's a lot of money. And you go, yeah, it, it is a lot of money when you total everything together. Guess how much you win if you don't win any games? Right. So you have to right. win in order to have access to any sort of financial reward. So that puts pressure on you. I mean, there are guys that come to tournaments that say, hey, we qualified this for this by playing in some small tournament in our country, and we got a chance to come out to the Masters where we get a bunch of nice Nike gear and we play in front of big crowds, and, hey, maybe we'll luck out and get some money. But then there's other teams, and we're in this category – where we're trying to play two or three times uh, a month, which means that we're traveling a lot. Uh, there's more events happening in Canada than there ever have been before due to the work of my father and, and the people involved in 3X3 in our country. Um, but right now, the majority of tournaments are in Asia and, and are in Europe. So for us, that means a, a lot of time on planes, a lot of jet lag, and getting over there and then saying, hey, Nobody cares about any of that sort of stuff. We need to show up here tired or not, and we got to win. So um, I like the, the pure sport aspect of it of who's doing well, the guys who are winning, who's doing well, the, the girls who are winning. So for me, that definitely 
puts it in perspective of you better show up prepared, you better show up in shape, and you better show up sharp because if you're not, there's sure as hell is going to be some other teams that do, and they're the ones that are going to be gunning for the points, the prize money, and whatever this links into after that. Uh, who else is on your team this year, Steve? We have uh, three guys from Edmonton and three guys from Calgary. We wanted to make sure that we had an Alberta-based team uh, so that we could do exactly what I just mentioned, of making sure that we are prepared and that we're training and that we're all on the same page and, and share a very similar mindset. So uh, from Edmonton, it's myself, Jermaine, ba- uh, Jermaine Buckner, excuse me, uh, who I went to Ross Shepard High School with and yeah. still plays professionally in Germany. Uh, Jordan Baker, who everybody uh, I'm sure knows from U of A and, and playing for the Edmonton Stingers. And then um, we have Jordan Jensen-White from Calgary, who had a great college career at the University of British Columbia. And Kyle Landry, who is, uh, as of a few months ago, a member of the senior men's national team for Canada that helped them qualify for the World Cup. Him and I played together in college at Northern Arizona. And then Kenny Otano, who's also a member of the Stingers and played for the U of A. Former so U of a Golden we wanted to... Yeah, that's right. So we wanted to make sure that we had a, an Alberta-centered team because... Um, makes it easier to train, but then also too, all the guys that I listed along with myself are well suited for three x three. Where we can play multiple positions, you're smart, uh, aggressive, play well together with a good a good amount of chemistry. So uh, that's like with any sport, that's what it takes to win. Um, and in three x three, especially, you have to have versatility and the ability to to play multiple spots. And all those guys fit that. Okay, you know, I don't know if I've ever asked you this before. Do you have to declare a roster for? a year for a certain number of tournaments and then how many guys can you actually take to one event can you take all six um you you have to you can you are allowed a a roster of of six guys and then from those six you can select four to take to your tournament um it's it cuts down i i heard like when when three on three really began to to move in the professional direction uh, they didn't have some of these rules refined, so every once in a while, uh, teams would show up with uh, with a heavy-duty ringer. So if you know some guy who plays EuroLeague or might even have a couple stints in the NBA and he said, you know, hey, I'm free this weekend, pick me up, you can show up with those guys. But now they've trimmed it down to make sure that if you're going to play with a team, let's have it resemble a team. You can't just bring this guy in, bring that guy in as it suits you. Um, and that makes it better. I mean, from a preparation standpoint, you, you know what players you're getting ready for uh, when you know who's playing at these tournaments. And then as far as your team goes, 3x3 is, is just like anything else, if not more so. The more you do it, the better you get. Uh, the more you do it with the group you have, the more you learn the intricacies of and, and, and all the little subtle things that go into being successful. Um, so for us, that, that's been a big part of it, too, of making sure that we play a lot and that we spend enough time on uh, the smaller details so that when we play, we, we know where we are and we know how to, how to best uh, accentuate everyone's strengths. Okay. So i got to ask you about the Olympics. 3x3 is in. Now, I had the Plouffe sisters in studio about three weeks ago, I think just before they went to Europe, and they want to play in the Olympics in 3x3. And... Long story short, Steve, what I took away from talking to them is that they don't really know how they're going to get in, but they're going to try. I mean, it it seemed like that there's uh, that this is going to be a sport, but maybe Canada hasn't quite figured out who and how they're going to send a team. Forgive me if I'm being harsh there, but what what's your version of this? 
No, I, I, you're, you're not. You don't have anything that you have to apologize for. We need more hearts when it comes to this, Reed. Honestly, we we're we're behind um, a few countries as far as as really developing a national strategy uh, for for how we're going to attack this. And that's not meant to be negative or 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 speak down on anyone specifically. It's just 3x3 is a very young sport in North America, and if we're using Canada as the example. Um, this hasn't been done before, and you know, and it makes sense. Five on five is what basketball players aspire to do. That's what they come up doing. That's what I came up doing. All the guys that are on my team. That's what the Plue sisters still do. Mm-hmm. So, this is very new. What has been, I think, not accentuated enough is this is an Olympic sport. It's not a trial sport. It's not something that they're going to give a shot. This is something that is in the Olympics. So. When you talk to other countries who have, who have developed a strategy and have put something together where they have said, hey, if we're, let's use Holland as the example, they're never going to play five-on-five five at the Olympics. And that's not negative, it's just the truth. There's right. no way that they're going to beat any of the big European countries to get past them and qualify to play at the Olympics. You take three-on-three, three, there's your chance to bounce the ball at the Olympics. So for them, there's money, there's there's opportunity for them, and they're trying to make sure that we don't want to wait for 2024 when more countries wake up. We want to do it now. So the approach that myself and you know my father, uh, the members of, of my team have taken is we're all at a unique part of our careers where we can really pursue this. Um, and we know that once we get once we've been on the tour, we're we're competitive and we're right there with with the best teams in the world. So, so as a Canadian three x three player, though, you're not sure how you get into the Olympics next year. No, I I, I know how we have to get into the Olympics okay. next year. So I'll, let me. I guess I got away from you on that on that question. Oh, no, that's I apologize. Okay. That's okay. Um, the best way you can do one on the world tour is you got to win, and when you win, that not only brings points in for your team that brings points in for your country so we have to make sure that um we're earning points whenever we go to these major events so using saskatoon as the example this weekend if we go and we have a really good result that creates a large amount of points for for us and for canada so that'll move canada up the men's side of the federation rankings when this all happens next year, we know that there's going to be eight spots that are going to go to eight teams at the Olympics for the men and for the women. We know that Japan will have a spot for sure because they're the host country. From what we understand, there will be three spots then given to the top three ranked 3x3 federations in the world. And if that were to end today, that would be Russia, Serbia, and China. Okay. So that's, that's four spots spoken for. Now you got four spots left. There's going to be a 20-country tournament next year to determine three spots in the in the in the Olympics. So next year we have to make sure that Canada is in the top 20 for the men. Using our team as the example, we have to make sure that Canada is in the top 20 for the men in order to have a crack to go play for one of those three spots at the Olympics. The last spot is reserved for a tournament, from what I understand, of a team or a country. Excuse me that hasn't had a basketball team at the last two Olympic cycles. So you would use Holland or Latvia as an example for that. Okay. Um, 
So that's what we have to do. We have to make sure that we get a great result because we're the one team that's playing on the world tour from Canada seriously this year. There isn't another team playing. There aren't any other players that are as that are taking this on as seriously as we are. So this is going to come primarily from from our from our push and our and our drive to go after this. We will be able to get it done if you look at it mathematically and you look at it from the results that we've had so far and what we should be able to continue to do as the season goes. Um, and with our team right now, uh, if we follow that formula, we'll have a chance, in my opinion, to uh, to have Canada in that spot and then uh, be playing to, to get to Tokyo in 2020. Okay. Well, I, I love following this, and it, it's awesome how dedicated you and your team are, and, and I hope we continue to, to discuss you uh, eventually locking up a berth in the Olympics. Steve, congratulations for the win over the weekend. All the best in the Saskatoon Masters, man. Go get them. Thanks a lot, Reed. Thanks so much for having me on. That is Steve Sir checking in from 3x3 Basketball. Uh, his team, he, you heard him break it down. Three guys from Edmonton, three guys from Calgary winning the uh, Canada Quest West Final right here in Edmonton over the weekend. So they're moving on to the Masters, and then that's an opportunity to get some more points, get some more uh, prize money. It's, it's really interesting to follow 3x3, and I think it's going to be a sport a lot of people watch when it's in the Olympic Games. We'll check in with Morley Scott and get you ready for the Eskimos Coaches Show when we get back. Now, bottom of the fifth, 10-4 Red Sox leading the Blue Jays. Eskimos are 3-1. and one. They will play at Montreal on Saturday. 12.30 countdown to kickoff on 6.30. Shed game at 2. Dave Campbell, Morley Scott, who joins me in studio, will call hey, the game. Blake Dermott will check in with you guys as well. You have Jason Moss coming in uh, after the 7.30 news for the weekly coaches show every Monday at 7.30 on 6.30. Chad, man, quite a story with Cavis Reed out of Montreal. Hmm. This is... Just keep hearing more stuff, didn't too. see this coming. I mean, Matthew Prue was on, uh, so using money for personal stuff like flights, uh, agents and players not trusting him, apparently trying to do something goofy to get around the salary cap. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. It's... It's, sh- it's shocking and really surprising. Yeah, absolutely, totally shocking. I mean, teams, I'm sure every team tries to do something to try and do something on the salary cap, right? Whether it be putting, you know, injured players on the list or whatever. But uh, this sounds like it was a big scheme and there was envelopes being handed out. And, yeah, it sounds like it was pretty elaborate. So I, I would guess that the league got wind of it and said, hey, there's big fines coming unless you correct this. Right. And it got corrected. Yeah. Man. Shocking, really. Yeah. Uh, to, to go to that extent, I mean, this wasn't like, oh, I didn't realize that was a rule. I, I yeah. You know, this was, yeah, it's, it's uh, anyway, well, he's, he's, he's paid the price, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, on the field, uh, the Alouettes, I didn't get to see a lot of the Montreal-Ottawa game. The, a pretty good game between Calgary and Hamilton with, mm-hmm. what, three special teams touchdowns? Yep. Yeah, two back-to-back, back, right? In the first half, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, Mazzoli looks looks solid. He just keeps coming along. I think I'm I'm starting to become a believer a little bit more in him. Uh, I I was to the point where I, I got to keep seeing him. He's got to keep doing it for me to be a believer. But he just keeps doing it. He keeps throwing up. You know, the numbers weren't spectacular in the game against Calgary, but uh, he got it done when he had to. He's uh, I think he's getting into that elite level as a quarterback in the Canadian football. Like certainly his numbers are are very good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was a good game. I mean, he had the through the the one pick in the end zone that the 
that cost them some points. But you know, fourth quarter, Hamilton more made more plays than Calgary. No, you know that's funny too. And and Calgary's kind of been known for that. That's the second time this year. Their other loss. Well, they blew it against Ottawa. In they Ottawa, were they, they were against ahead. Ottawa. Same thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they couldn't they couldn't get the stop or get the offense when they needed it in the, in the last part of the fourth quarter. The Eskimos obviously looking solid. The the defense doing well. The offense playing playing strong. No interception. Do we know anything about Harris's knee? I mean, he, I know he finished the game. Yeah, he finished the game and looked fine. I, I, from what I heard, he was going to go for an MRI on the weekend at some point. So, okay. uh, so I we guess may we or just, may not get an update. We, on the we may hour. or may not get an update on that from the coach. Also, Matt O'Donnell too is a is a oh, concern because right, yeah. he left the game. But uh, I think Harris would be all right. But those things they, they can, might swell up a little bit after you know after you sleep on it and fly on it, especially. So yeah, and we'll I think see. this is going to be uh, I think it's going to be a tough game. I mean, Montreal they're two and two, and you know Edmonton won Week One. Montreal had the yep. game tied yep. late they in the could, fourth quarter. Montreal could have won that game. They had a chance. Sure. Yeah. They gave themselves a chance by coming back. Yep. I know. I know. You got to go. Uh, let the coach let, in. let the coach in. All right, Morley. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks you for stopping by. Speaking of Eskimos, uh, we're going to have a couple guys off the team in studio tomorrow, so that'll be fun. And we'll also roll with the football uh, theme. Chris Morris, head coach of the U of A Golden Bears, will join us in studio as well. Dave Campbell is the producer of Inside Sports. The studio operator tonight is Andrew Quinnell. You miss anything? Go to 630ched.com. My name is Reed Wilkins. Coaches show us next. Have a great night. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.